Welcome, this is the Teaching Excellence Podcast for all things FE, teaching, learning, assessment, quality and possibly a few other things along the way. Hosted by Steph Wilkinson and Jade Gibson, leaders in FE who want to support others and make a difference and hopefully spread a little happiness whilst we're at it. Welcome to the Teaching Excellence Podcast. Hi Jade. Hi Steph, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Um, we just had a bit of a discussion, didn't we? And we decided we'd do um, uh, we'd enter into doing an assessment series of podcasts. Yeah, it's too um, much, too much to try and. <laughs> I mean, we've tried to shoehorn things into podcast length before, and I think it just is uh, worthy of more. <laughs> yeah, there's so much to talk about. So, um, we've decided on. Well, we, we're, for a start, we've decided on three three uh, episodes where we'll cover... Uh, today, we're going to look at formative assessment linked to tracking of progress. Um, we've got another one on classroom practice, so all the AFL stuff and um, looking at evidence-based um, practices that can enhance classroom practice. And then um, a third one on summative assessment um, and preparation for endpoint assessment, which I think it might evolve past that, but I think that's a good start point, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. It's, yeah. It, it's a good coverage. And I think that we can pretty much in all those three cater for yeah. any type of educational provision. <laughs> yeah. Title, so. yeah. Um, so how have you been, Jade? I can't even remember what when we recorded the last one. Anything spring to mind from the last week that you've been up to? Um, yeah, I've been doing lots. <laughs> big, big, big changes. Big changes are ahead, but it's it's uh, it's all like exciting, exciting things. Yeah, and we'll so. share more news as we go along. Um, but yeah, yeah, anything, anything that you're prepping for or happening at at in college? Yeah, did lots, lots and lots and lots of prep for our um, apprenticeship performance boards that were last okay. week. So we do something leading mm-hmm. up to those. Um, it sounds like a bit of an oxymoron, but we do static walkthroughs, <laughs> which are um, basically when we've got national tutors who we can't physically go and walk through the classroom and talk to learners mm-hmm. and things um we do kind of um like work scrutiny audits and things on um their portfolios e-portfolios okay. using mm-hmm. one file um which oh, it was it was so good actually because all the things that we've been putting in place for cpd and like, all the support and training we've been doing over the last three years it seems to yeah. suddenly for some reason it clicked <laughs> yeah so we, we had a big sea of green it was amazing so all the um yeah just really f- minor kind of m- more just oh it would be better if you could mm-hmm. try this you know so even the areas for improvement weren't necessarily areas for improvement more just development yeah. points so really good some amazing evidence in there of of the tutor support and knowledge and oh just loads of loads of good stuff so it was actually a really positive experience it just takes it just takes a lot of time because we look at two learners for every tutor and each learner takes about an hour to look at so it's quite it's quite time intensive but I think definitely worth it and we saw and it and it was really rewarding yeah really um, really interesting reflection point for me though actually in that you said like we have been working on some of those things for the last few years and actually when we talk about yeah. the impact of CPD <laughs> sometimes it's just yeah. not doable to measure it 
with you know a month later or a couple of months later no. it's really important that we look at professional development over time um so that's yes, cool definitely yeah and even with that it's actually how we've learned about what professional development works and what actually works in terms of what we're asking tutors to do so actually some of the best performing mm-hmm. tutors were the were the new newer mm-hmm. tutors but that's because we have learned over the last few years what support is needed and what they, you know, so coming through all the training and induction and um, support from quality, um, we've known what to target and what to kind of like work on. So some of the new tutors even were were great, but it was it's all lessons learned over the, the last few years that have built towards it. So, yeah, lots of positives. Oh, either. Oh, yeah. I think it just dipped out. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay i thought you just dropped <laughs> off i thought i've just talked about <laughs> we don't have wi-fi issues we haven't we haven't experienced that before um no technical issues no this app is amazing actually someone asked me the other day what yeah. is it we use do we just call each other and i was like no it's this it's a really cool yeah. app actually Anchor, and pe- yeah and people always ask me like who does the editing and i say me <laughs> Well, yeah it's literally just recording by a call and then cut the beginning and the end off um so it's so definitely the beginning um so yeah yeah, I've been really busy last couple of weeks actually we've had performance reviews across the college as well Mm. so I sit in there as part of the senior management team to sort of challenge and support curriculum areas around what they're doing for teaching and learning developments that's really interesting for me to kind of hear you know the impact of all the things that we we've been doing over the different um terms and there's some really nice things coming out of there some of the departments are doing some really nice work um i then was at digifest um in birmingham for a couple of days um got to chat to some people and make new contacts um which was really cool and uh, there is another episode we need to do on technology um yeah because the following week um myself and my learning technologies manager spent three days in london at microsoft boot camp and that was rather intense and um lots <laughs> lots to take in um but was an amazing three days looking at all the you know the capabilities of microsoft and how all of the things um all the apps and all the different capabilities allow us to enhance learning so we've got a lot to do in terms of how we now move forward with that but yeah we had a fab time and you know now it's just figuring out how we best utilize that to support and enhance learning and and develop both staff and student digital skills um, yeah that's the thing when when you go to these kind of events you just get so yeah. many ideas it's but it's the implementation and the time to actually take it away yeah. and and look at what's yeah best and, to do. and and what well, that's one of the things more details will come but one of the ideas it triggered an idea to have a quality improvement boot camp and I'm quite yeah. um I'm gonna try and make it happen basically um and I think you and I will be able to facilitate a really cool quality improvement sort of space where it's two or three days where we all come together quality improvement um people and actually work together on the things we need to work on not just listen and go away and have to have to go and implement it it's kind of yeah yeah, actually get stuff done and do it together in (laughs) in that sort of supportive 
environment where we can help each other to do it. Um, so I'm excited yeah. about that. And that, that will, at the minute, it's just a, a, a idea, um, but it, I'm going to, I'm going to develop it quite quickly. So, um, right. Let's talk about assessment then. Okay. Yes. I love, um, uh, I love, love what we're going to be talking about because I just think, um, it, it's going over the fundamentals of education and what we do and, yeah. and learning um, but hopefully we'll be able to kind of give some really useful kind of uh, ideas and tips and, and, and things that you can actually do so um, as we discussed mm. before we came on here we were saying you and I were talking about mm. assessment and, and what the what are the key things that we think need mm-hmm. to be in place for really effective progress um, and tracking of progress and for me the the well not just for me but what needs to happen is that there needs to be a really um, effective and recorded start mm. point so it needs to be um, you know no matter what you're talking about whether it's skills knowledge and behaviors mm. or um, no, whatever progress you want to track or whatever progress you want to see mm-hmm. happen you need to know you need to know the start point for that learner so lots and lots of different ways that that can happen and depending on what the program is that the learner's on would maybe depend on what um, forms of start point you might want to record but definitely things like if you're talking apprenticeships and mm-hmm. um, skill scans yeah. um, one that's quite an important thing mm-hmm. for funding so you can't claim or we shouldn't be drawing down maximum funding for an apprentice who actually is fully competent and just needs yeah. to be assessed to find that they are competent. That's not, you know, obviously what it's about. So, yeah, really effective skills scanning or um, initial assessment. So, um, again, we've got some differing opinions on on some parts of, of initial assessment in that, you know, how... Um, well, those of you do maths mm-hmm. and English initial assessments, which is you know pretty much every, any any learner coming onto any mm-hmm. any program, um, and the different packages that are out there. So things like um, BKSB is is obviously one of the mm, front four runners. Skills. Um, four skills, yeah, Guru, yeah, any, you know, and all of those things are, are aiming to do the same thing, which is find the start point of the learners, so that then you can effect- effectively track progress. Mm-hmm. But I think what's needed is is um, for that initial assessment for the learner to realise the importance of that initial assessment and why they're doing it and what it's about. Because I've actually been in the room with lots of learners mm. during that point. Um, and, and the feeling is, you know, often they may have just come from school or whatever the circumstances mm. are. Um, and, and they kind of start with the attitude of the last thing they want to be doing is a maths and English <laughs> yeah. assessment. And often the and, and if there's no real um importance placed upon it for what qualification or what course they're going to be put on to sometimes it's just a bit of a tick box you just need to get yeah and you just need to I raised today actually I I met with um our ETF sort of regional um uh, link and we were talking about maths and English and we talked about the importance of induction and the importance of the beginning of the year or the beginning of the course Mm. where we fully you know utilize um initial assessment but also how it's it's about the cell and it's about the um all the communication we have around maths and english is vital in induction in the induction period um so yeah. you know we need to as colleges really decide together what our our line is and what our message is 
and make sure that every single tutor is on board because as soon as anybody says oh we just got to do it um and yeah, don't set that it. in the right context um you know we 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 lose learners interest or they're unsure why you know what what's going on and, and I think for me you know yeah um that initial set, uh, assessment and you know the the utilization of that information is really key so there's no point in doing that assessment if you're not going to do anything with it um and I, yeah. I suppose this links to all other forms of assessment this has to be about the learner owning that information as well so there's two bits one yeah. is once you've got that information as teams as departments as colleges what do you do with it and the the second bit of that is how do you then get student ownership and student buy-in to that information because I think you know one of the challenges is how do we fully assess start points to make sure that we're not teaching or spending too much time on things that we don't really need to because the students kind of are okay with it. Um, yeah, and that's where those packages um, such mm. as BKSB, we, we, we do mm. use that one, but we have used others in the past, um, is that they do have such amazing yeah. functions and they've got, um, you know, some really, really cool tools that, that can be used and I've seen it used really well. So in those performance boards mm-hmm. that I've just been talking about and the um static walkthroughs that we did um i saw some amazing like some of the tutors were using it exactly how i would envisage it should be used so using it for gap analysis using it to highlight strengths and saying you know fantastic that these are your strengths but this is you know some of the weaker areas that you need to work on then highlighting those areas and um and referring them back to the bksb packages for the actual um supportive material that they can then access and practice material and then using it towards the VLE to say and these are some exercises that can help and this is what I can support with and then using reviews to come back out and actually check on that learning so like I just saw some amazing things and then obviously some not so amazing things where it's used as an initial assessment um yeah right we've highlighted what you're not great at and then oh by the way you'll be put in for your functional skills exam yeah um, you know in March or whatever so yeah definitely that that use of yeah and, and I think yeah I think agree. sometimes um you know it, it, I think I think it's important as um quality managers or quality leaders that we spend a real sort of amount of time thinking about implementation of a process and what the communication plan is around that because sometimes maybe we assume everyone will understand the importance of of that assessment and of that start point um but that's not necessarily Mm. always the case um so it's useful to think about what the what the implementation strategy is and the community yeah and I mean I see I see better things better things with vocational related material so when people use um a um initial kind of like diagnostic Mm -hmm um te- you know yeah can you hear that <laughs> oh is it wrong there you go yeah love it there must be someone walking past the window downstairs yeah. that's okay he can make a cameo <laughs> and... <laughs> right that's it now um yeah so um yeah so you see, I, I i've seen some really good stuff with uh, vocational initial assessments or diagnostics or or first kind of like 
um, starting formative okay. assessments where they'll set, you know, something relating to the course or something relating to, to kind of test prior knowledge a bit to test, um, to kind of have a look at, you know, spelling, So what grammar, sorts of things have you seen everything. people do? So they might just set like a, um, like a small homework okay. piece. It might just be, um, okay, you know, just looking at the fundamentals of one, one of the first units that they might mm. look at and they might just set a, um, you know, a short 500 word um essay type question just to you know tell them about what what do you know about okay and just something quite simple to do with the, co- the yeah. course so um it might be to do with you know animal welfare or something like that and just to get their knowledge now they might have to do a little bit of research yeah. for that but you can get really good um kind of understanding of, of start point from a learner before they've had any yeah. input because it's how much do they research on their own well that gives you an indication of what type of learner they are and how independent they can be with their yeah. learning um obviously if you make it a written piece you get a better idea about you know um kind of like spelling grammar uh, english or mathematics or um kind of yeah. like skills um, or you can make it digital and obviously their use of how they structure it, a document or use images or, you know, reference, anything like that. You you just get a really good starting piece in it. and kind of the, the less information and the less instruction mm-hmm. you give, the more information you get about that learner's start yeah. point. So if you just set a piece and say 500 words, tell me about and, and just something quite and you will soon see which learners um, are kind of, you know, have... You know, well you just really really clearly see the differences and and that's where you can start with your differentiation yeah of, and I think the um, other thing that's important yeah the other thing that's important for me is that there is you do something like that but in combination with a self-assessment um, and we t- we'll we'll come back to this when we talk about classroom practice and assessment for learning um yeah the power of self-assessment and metacognition is is huge so if you do you know often tutors will say well students are not very good at self-assessing but if you really support them and design the self-assessment in a way that really allows them to see what you're getting at with you know a high score or a low score um they they can self-assess fairly accurately it often depends on the quality of the self-assessment um so having the sort of combination of the two um you know like a, a some sort of formative assessment piece but then also some self reflection um i think then you get a really comprehensive start point to yeah and it's and it's the combination of all those things we've just talked about so you might look at you know some form of mm. initial maths and english mm. assessment tied in with some kind of vocational element or skills scan or self assessment and it's and it's um the triangulation of all of those pieces of information that would give you that starting point of the learner plus prior um achievements or calls on entry type of information because that does give you a picture again about yeah. the learner so where they, where they've come from and what what they're trying to aim towards yeah. as well um, so um so starting yeah points, and once you've got that start point definitely. then you can build on that but then beyond that you've got to plan um relevant and appropriate checks on learning and and record those so that you can monitor progress so um what types of things have you seen that are a really good use of Back in. Yeah, well, just um, formative assessment. So if we're looking um, at the technical qualifications that we mm-hmm. run at the moment, um, we 
there has to be some kind of mimic of the endpoint assessment at some point. So mock versions of skills, knowledge or behaviour that have to be demonstrated at that endpoint mm. assessment. So um, if it is going to be a multiple choice quiz um, or test rather that you that's going to form the learner's endpoint as part of the learner's endpoint assessment, then obviously at some point there needs to be progress checks checks done that mimic yeah. that um so and 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 that can be broken down and literally copied for for every part of the endpoint assessment so if you've got an exam a practical assessment a written assessment um and some kind of like interview or something that has to make up that that um learner's achievement yeah. at the end then you would you would do some kind of mimic or mock version of that smaller broken yeah. down more regular kind of chunking information um, and that's where we we've talked before about kind of the building blocks yeah. and and actually you can break that right down to really kind of granular yeah. detail so and that sequencing and planning so it links in with your schema work and um you know coming back to these are fundamentals fundamentals of mm-hmm. teaching that you learn you know right back on kind of teacher training yeah. about a scheme of work but actually the importance of that scheme of work in the, in creating the building blocks that a learner can then build build their skills from their start point and um, so you can break it down you can break a skill down or a piece of knowledge or criteria whatever it is that they need and build on that but having those like you said planned checkpoints yeah. um that you know the learner knows that, that they're working towards and then there's some form of review that takes place or evaluation of that progress made so again um some of the worst cases i hate like i don't want to focus on uh negatives but some of the worst (laughs) cases of use of technology that i've seen is when um you know what could be really effective formative assessments so you know kind of quizzes and things like that are are put in Mm. um but then nothing has happens as a result of whatever performance occurs in that check so if it's not recorded like you said so if you don't record it there's no snapshot of progress taken yeah. at that point you can't then reflect on it and say right well from your start point where are you now at and then where are you where do you get to at the yeah. next point so I think it's it's definitely about sequencing and um kind of curriculum schema work building on skills knowledge behaviors anything that they need to be able to yeah. demonstrate um and and having those formative and this is where it you know actually the planning of a module or a planning of a course or even a term um, actually can become quite complex because you've got to have your start points you've got to then plan what you're going to deliver and you've got to have your regular checkpoints but the checkpoints have to relate to what the students will have to do at the end without constantly you know and and are doing the same thing so for me it's about variety and this links to evidence-based practice which we'll talk about when we talk about classroom practice um assessment for learning it's that it's that how do you consolidate how do you repeat how do you um keep coming back to information but but doing it in different ways that are going to engage the learner so if you're just Mm. always doing the same all the time and you do um and obviously there is merit in in having similar questions and similar um options and having a format that reflects the end form 
yeah yeah certain style yeah. so especially if you're talking about yeah, exam preparation you, know. you you want the style of question that they yeah, might be coming valuable. across they need they need to have yeah, seen but it, it can't yeah. just be the same all the time to the point where they get no. bored or it's not engaging and and I think even with exam-based subjects so even if we think about GCSE maths and English there is a point where students are so um sick of um past paper questions it almost yeah. switches them off so it, it's just thinking how can we be creative and innovative around um exam type prep um, yeah and that's definitely I, i've seen one of the english mm. tutors um at the college just he shared something that he did last year which i think that is quite common in in english but actually in order to engage yeah. the learners he would always apply whatever um whatever techniques he was trying to get them to be able to use like language techniques or whatever it was that he wanted them to develop he would get them to choose um first of all a film that they enjoyed sorry jade Um, a film like a movie um a film that they enjoyed he would then find often you know some of the biggest films and things often have some kind of book that was that it was based upon so then finding that book that related to that film and all the way through using the same questions that they would find yeah. in the exam but first of all from a, a, a interpretation from a film or discussion points on a film then relating yeah. it to the book that would be either like that film or yeah. of that film and again then being able to use the skills pulling out certain pieces of text or interpretation or you know all the skills that they needed and then finally applying it to the text that they need actually for the GTSE do you know so you've already built the skills whilst they're engaged whilst they're actually enjoying the subject content um and then applying it something right this is actually why you need to know that or how to do that so yeah just really clever ways of of you know keeping interest but whilst making it relevant yeah and I think that's where um you know for whatever course that you're running or teaching it's really important to think about what are those building blocks? What are those, like you said earlier, the skills, knowledge and behaviours that you're de- developing as part of that course and that qualification? And then your your trackers need to uh, reflect that and the mechanisms by which you test that progress or that knowledge or skills or behaviour has to reflect, you know, A, what's relevant to the qualification, but B, well, you'd hope that the qualifications now in their design, they reflect, you know, industry practices as well. Um, yeah, line of line of sight to work is yeah, definitely something um, that um, has got to be there. And I think that's why, do you know, um, when you, you will get it from your positions that you've mm. been in, Steph, where people say, for my observation or for this or for that do I do I need a scheme of work do I need to show what paperwork do I need now and then and it's always comes back to this well it needs there needs to be evidence of planning and that's what's really really key with everything when you see and when we're talking about tracking of progress or monitoring or or, um, formative assessment you need to have that really clearly planned it doesn't mean it's rigid because obviously learners if they get things certain things depending on their start point you might actually have to revise your scheme of work and that's why it's a document you know working kind of document um but definitely you need to have that sight that clear sight of the whole academic year or program or two years or whatever it is that they're on um and and that sequencing is so so important and this is where i have this um I I see some real power and strength in collaborative planning um, where mm-hmm. teams or sub 
sets of the teams um you know i think it's just really important to work together to plan what those schemes are working what that course looks like and and take into account um how do we look at start points what are we going to do that information what's the learning checks how do we build that into the program and because it's that whole concept of more heads together of, of yeah. really exploring what works what doesn't work um previous experiences yeah. looking at the lashes course and thinking what did they really what was great what what didn't they get how can we enhance what we do um because if you take that as that bigger picture then your tracking of progress actually is just integral to everything and it doesn't you know we shouldn't really be having a, a any conversation about what evidence or paperwork do I need to provide for an observation because actually it's just part of what you do um yeah and, I, and for me it's it's never about observation it's always about how do we have professional conversations with teaching staff that reflects the development of teaching practice like classroom practice the development of tracking and monitoring the development of target setting um the development of yeah. initial assessment you know for me those conversations need to be ongoing um on a weekly basis in team meetings um, but then also very regular as part of one-to-one -one meetings those things yeah. just need to constantly be on on the and you know I'm just thinking all the things that you yeah. just said then um, are really leading towards, and this is when it's going to be such a big test for kind of yeah. colleges and, and staff, is moving towards T-levels because all of those, all that planning and all of that thought and process and um, collaborative kind of work mm. that's needed, you just think when, when it's, when it's going to have quite a radical change, you know, across it's just going to be such a shift for a lot of people that it's it's quite an exciting time actually to think right this is a chance where we could actually um start afresh and do that yeah you know, from, and from the, from yeah, the start i'm it's quite, it's i'm quite leading cool on um professional development of, of teaching staff at at my college ready for the t-level implementation because we'll be running all three routes in 2020 so um mm. there's lots of work to do but there's lots of really exciting conversations happening and for me you know the teams that are really thinking about how we do things differently and how we can really enhance um the programs that will yeah we only have draft specifications for the t-levels but actually um it's a real chance to think about what types of things could we do differently how can we make this really successful um so yeah there's some really interesting conversations and for mm. me i um, thinking about it strategically it's what does a 21st century college look like um from a professional development point of view from a um staff development point of view from a staff perceptions point of view um from a learning technologies yeah. point of view and all of those things coming together to really maximize the achievement of things like t levels um so it is exciting it's really it's really cool fab mm. well i think we've covered quite a lot of things actually in terms of assessment yeah. um formative assessment linked to progress tracking so um yeah 
there was one more one more thing I'm just going to try and, sh- and 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 put yeah. on the end here but only because it's my this is my um passion for you know when we talk about yeah. forms of assessment and I'll be quite sure. quick with this but the it's with the quality head-on a lot of people think that kind of internal verification is redundant because of or internal quality assurance is redundant when it comes to endpoint assessed um qualifications because there is no awarding body requirement for evidence yeah. of it for example um and I've talked about this before but uh, you know that changing role of an IQA oh, and yeah. how they can actually support assessors is is so key so um, you know, just some paperwork that we use to try and help support assessors in um, formative mm-hmm. assessment is where an, an IQA would actually spend some time with an, with an assessor, maybe looking at some homework piece or something that's been marked or even a quiz in, you know, a yeah. check on learning in the yeah. classroom um, and actually then just pick apart, OK, are the learners at the expected level for the you know time of qualification or where you know where they should be at Mm. progress wise kind of again it's all that triangulation so if you're um targeting a learner say a distinction level they're you know demonstrating in their um mocks that they are performing at distinction level but then an iqa kind of observes or sees something or sees some marking and doesn't actually agree that you know that's where their actual current working level is and it's those conversations with the assessors to say okay, what are you doing as a result of this formative assessment? What what are you going to signpost the learner to? Yeah. You know, what what's the actual point? Why have you done it? And what are you going to do about it if they're not performing or they're overperforming? If they're, you know, really getting something, why have you planned next week to go back over this yeah. again if they're, you know, doing really well? So that's just something that I think needs to grow and kind of like that role and how that works. But again, just for teams, it doesn't have to be individual. It can be part of standardisation or CPD yeah. or... Um, but definitely that change, changing role. Changing yeah, and again, it's it's linked to the professional <laughs> discussions that we have about teaching and learning. You know, and yeah, and the, yeah, the coaching, the coaching and, and, the, and the peer sort of feedback and just a cr- open, critical discussion about how effective mm. and as a piece of assessment is or a piece of formative feedback is and. Our, our learners working at the level we think they're at and it's never about criticizing people it's about it's always just an open critical discussion how yeah. are we at the right level what what do we need to do to um move move students on or achieve higher levels um, yeah we've we had some really good conversations in the apprenticeship boards actually about this to say that one of the one of the key tools they're going to use is each other really? as tutors so when we're saying is a learner out the gateway and ready for their you know endpoint yeah. assessment they're actually going to ask another tutor who would never have met that learner yeah. or doesn't know you know about the learner to come out and do um some mock epa tests so not the tutor you know the tutor's decided i think they're yeah. ready and then we're going to do an extra layer of well we'll get another tutor along who's also got you know industry yeah. expertise and things um they're going to do um a little check and have a discussion again it's just that like peer um support yeah that's so. a great idea great mm. fab okay so um okay. next time we'll talk about um, assessment for learning and classroom practice link to all the evidence-based practice again um looking at high impact um minimal prep and min or minimal time investment 
um, in terms of having the most impact in terms of assessment and feedback in the classroom, I think yeah. people will will have you know will really find that useful to consider what. Yeah, we've got yeah. lots of ideas. <laughs> okay, thanks, Jade. Okay, see you thanks, soon. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Teaching Excellence podcast. Leave us a voice message in Anchor. Tweet us and let us know what you think or what you want to hear on the show. Tune in next week for more. Have an amazing week and be the best version of you.